Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. You know, the world media and everybody's telling us nothing's ever going to be the same again. In the spirit realm, there's a preparation for failure. There's a preparation for people to swap their sources. So there's a preparation in the spirit of God. And there's also a preparation in the non-spirit of God, which is a demonic. There's always light and darkness. Darkness prepares you to fail. The light prepares you to live in the kingdom that is never-ending. So within whatever you're feeding on is preparing you for the future. So when we start looking at it, that's why we don't... See, if you're afraid of the future, you're eating the wrong food. The Bible says there there is no fear in love. So wherever there is fear present, there is no love present. So as a church in 2023, you're gonna everything we have been doing is preparing us, and you're gonna find out next week what the vision for the church is. Now I want you to do something really, do something really deep. There is the vision that God has for the church and the kingdom is directly connected to your personal vision. What, has, what happens in the spiritual realm is that they, there's a pressure for the vision from, well, that's what the church is doing, but this is my personal life. What, what you will find with God, God never did this in, in the form of Jesus. Now I am being God, now I am being this, now I am being that. He was the same in every area of life. So if the kingdom is prosperous, it means that your personal life has to be prosperous. If the kingdom of God is increasing, well, so should you be. See, one of the key factors is this, is you never dissociate your life from God, from the kingdom of God. So as we are going for the vision for the church, we're also going for the vision for you personally. You're allowed to get excited. See, what the, re, the church has been robbed so often. People go to a successful church but live miserable lives. You go to, I just want you to see this. In the natural, you go to a multinational company, it's huge, it has billions, but you got a mortgage. You, we, we go to these amazing places and then we walk back into our homes. We go back, we work in a nice office, air conditioning, everything right. Then we hop on a train, go, to th- go home and we're broke. Something is wrong, people. <laughs> now, as we've been talking, we started the year 
with a message that God is hovering over your 2023. Now, what we're talking about today, what I really feel is God, it's God's breath in our lungs. For you to speak, you have to engage your breath and your lungs. So when we, and you'll, you'll, let me unpackage that, what that means. But when we look at how everything in Genesis chapter 1 is not just God's beginning, it's your beginning. So the first thing I want to show you, look at Genesis chapter 1 for me. In the beginning, everybody say beginning. Who is the beginning for? It's not for the devil. It's not for the angels. God was going to create you, and so he created an environment for you to live in. So what we are having right here in the beginning is God is saying this, I am creating this for you. So in the beginning, God says, I don't, I'm not going to put you into something that I haven't prepared for you. So God says, this is your beginning. That is why God never made the earth for sickness, never made it for poverty, never made it for the devil, never made it for the drug addicts. He made it for us. So right from the start, if you are not convinced that God has started with your best interest at heart, you, you, you know what's surprising in the word in the beginning? When the Apostle John starts to write the first thing about the kingdom, what does he do? He starts off, in the beginning was that, and the word was with God. So he starts this, the kingdom of God starts in the beginning. So God is not writing this for himself. God's not going, gee, I better not forget what I've done. Hey, would somebody write it down just in case I forget? The word of God is not written for God, it's written for you. Isn't it, I, I heard this test, uh, I was listening to uh, one of the pastors I really enjoy is Jesse Duplantis. And he got saved, he goes, when I got saved, I started right at the beginning. He says, most people start at Matthew, Mark, and he goes, well, when you get a book, what do you start? You start at the beginning. So he started with the book of Genesis. He says, in the beginning... God created everything. Everything. The heavens above and the earth below. Here's what happened. At first the earth lacked shape and was totally empty. And a dark fog draped over the deep while God's spirit wind hovered over the surface of the empty waters. Listen to this. Then there was the voice of God. I want you to notice something. I'm, I want to talk to people today. If your outside world doesn't match what you see on the inside, do you ever wake up in the morning and go, I, when I close my eyes, I see a prosperous life. I, 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 I see designs, I see a life, I see a family. Then I get up and go, what happened? You ever, have you ever 
see something in the spirit realm or in you that go, I'm created for greater than this. This is what this is talking about. If you see a bigger life than what you are living, I'm talking to you right now and also talking to those watching online. God is saying, I am seeing this, but this is not what I want. I'm seeing darkness. I'm seeing lacking of shape. I'm seeing something that is totally empty, but it doesn't agree with what's inside of me. God is looking at something he doesn't want. God is looking for something that doesn't match what's on the inside of him. And guess what he does? God doesn't talk about what he doesn't want. He starts to talk about what he wants. You know what I need you to do this year? And we're going to unpack it tomorrow. Sorry, next week. Is I want you to start to write down every place where you see darkness, lack of form, and no shape. I've started doing that. I actually brought myself... uh, I've gone, I don't know what it is, but I've gone old school. I've got a fountain pen, and I've got a book. I I, I feel like I'm going back to the dark ages, but I like it. But what I have started doing is this. And when God showed me this, and he goes, you've got to to see where, where it's empty. So what spot in, where are you empty? Are you financially empty? Are you relationally empty? Are you, what, what are you lacking? So what God says this is what you are going to speak to. So some, see, uh, you know what, I've re, what I realized? I had one of those ah moments yesterday, and it was about praying, oh God, I want to be debt free. Is that a good thing to pray? Um, I realize it's not a good thing to pray. It's because Every time I go to the supermarket, there are people standing at the door with their caps out that are debt-free. They're sitting there, they're debt-free. They're not in debt. Then I realize something. Is that you've got to go beyond need. Instead of being debt free, why don't you be wealthy free? Come on then. See, for you to be debt free, you could be going, God, I need $10 to be debt free. So you get, so you still, but you still don't have anything. That's what emptiness is. Emptiness is not surviving, it's thriving. See, this, we could park on this for the rest of the year. It's empty. So he goes, so God speaks to it and he says this, let there be light. But you know what? When he created man, when he created an animal, the breath of God is not in an animal. The breath of God is not in an angel. The only place the breath of God dwells is you and I. So God says, in the beginning, this is how I create. I create by my breath. So when God created you, he put his breath in you. Now watch this. Look at Psalm 36, 33, 6. The Lord barely spoke 
and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. Watch watch this. This is what's inside of you. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created and he breathed the, come on, he breathed the what? The word. In the beginning was the word. We are born again of the word. And what did he do? He breathed the word. So when, you, when he saw something empty, he breathed the word. So what does that tell you? For every emptiness, there is a word. For every lack, there is a word. So when God looked at an empty space, there was a word that fills the empty space. When God looked at lack, there was a prosperity word, there was a provision word for the lack. So when God saw something, he didn't complain. So now, husbands and wives, may I speak to you? Husbands and wives, may I speak to you? Husbands and wives, may I speak to you? So now, what are you going to do? Hey, you don't satisfy me enough. You're, not, you're turning out like your mum. You're turning out like your dad. Isn't it amazing that when we start talking about relationships, we don't speak the word into the person, we speak the lack into that person. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, Pastor Ted, I'm so glad I came here. I am, I'm just so happy that I came. See, see, the thing is, right, I can sit here and complain. Soon I can sit here and complain about me. We can both do the same. But God says this, you don't, compl- you don't speak about lack. You speak the word into the lack. You speak the word into your finances. You speak the word into it. So in any relationship, you don't speak the problem. You speak the word. And everybody said? Yeah. Now what? This, and he breathed the word. The breath of God is the word of God. So God says this. The, the, world, the world is designed to be controlled by the word. In the beginning was the word before the world. In the beginning was the word before he created man. In the beginning was the word before you had your problem. In the beginning was the word before you got sick. In the beginning was the word before you were broke. You happy? I'm, 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 I am, I've had three cups of coffee this, this morning. So I'm, I'm really pumping. And it's not because of the coffee, because I'm actually, this is just absolutely amazing. Now have a look at Psalm 34, verses 1 and 2 in the Message Bible. I bless God every chance I get. Just, just stop there. I bless the Lord. Let's just stop here. What are you going to give God that he already doesn't have? How do you bless God? Is it, have you ever found somebody that's got everything and you want to give him a present? What do you give him? God says, I will bless God. Listen to this. 
every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. Now, you look at the life of David. Just to show you, because, because uh, everybody say money. You said that, some of you started smiling when you said money. Do you realize that David accumulated, in today's terms, over $70 billion that he gave to Solomon to build the temple? So everybody say, wow. So I want you, we're talking about a person here. This guy is saying, hey, listen to He goes, if you want to know my thing, don't just look at me. Have a look what I can accumulate it. Have a look at my family. Have a look at this. So what he's saying was this. is what's this. Every chance I get, I live and breathe God. Well, how do you breathe God? By reading and meditating on the word. So, the, so Satan wants us to meditate and breathe in all of his rubbish. But God says that every time, see, during the worship, this morning, you are breathing God. Two amens. Just, 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 you see, I know, I know this is heavy for Sunday morning, and it's a long weekend. But, you, but for, you know, go out and celebrate Chinese New Year for the next six weeks, okay? So what happens is this, watch this. David says this, I am worshiping. People go, oh, look, they're just worshiping. No, I'm breathing God. I'm breathing fresh air. I'm breathing things that expand my thinking. I, I, I'm, I'm breathing reality. I am, I'm breathing creativity. I am breathing the life of God. You can't live without oxygen. So my spirit man is holding his breath if he doesn't read the Word of God. How long can you hold your breath for? You, you know, like, when, when Jesse's here... Uh, when they were small, there were times when you know that you, you couldn't get them to do anything that hold their breath, like little kids. But th that's what happens. Watch this: Satan doesn't want you to breathe. See, when you start to breathe, you get a little kid. He starts to breathe, and he sees a doctor. You get a little kid, and he's got a tall tambourine, and all of a sudden, he's now a musician. You see, what happens is this. In the breath of God is the creativity of God. In the creativity of God is the power of God. In the power of God, there is reality. Boy, somebody should write that down. <laughs> I live and breathe God. If things, listen to me, watch this, watch this. If things aren't going well, Okay, stop there, stop there. If things are not going well in any area of your life, so question that God, your Father, has, what area in your life isn't going well? Can, can we just stop being in church and become honest? What, what's, what, what isn't working? Well, I've never, man, I've been at this job, but I haven't been promoted for 75 years. I'm living with a person 
And on paper, it says we are married, but we don't talk. I have a desire to purchase this and this, but I haven't got the funds. I keep trying to move and excel in this area, but I take one step forward and 10 steps back. Listen to what he's saying. If things aren't going well. So David is inviting us and he says this. Let me take you back where things aren't going well. Do you realize that David at one stage had to pretend to be a lunatic, froth at his mouth so he can survive? David went from being a nobody to being named in the lineage of Jesus, the son of David. So he goes, I am talking to you of someone that has been his, I am not doing well, to now I am a king. So, so watch this. Now, as believers, we are without excuse from not thriving. Well, well, you know, nothing ever good happens to me. How come I never get picked? I'm always overlooked. He says, watch this. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. So this must be good news. Everybody say good news. I love what Lewis said. You know, when you're, um, when you're plowing your own field, it's hard. Now watch this. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the... Let's get the... Let's get the... Wow. You know what he's saying? Wherever you're not happy, you need to let the word out. So where's the word? The word is in you. So where's the power? It's in you. So he says, together, let's get the word out. Let's together build Faith Life Church. Come on, let's get together and build life groups all over the suburbs. Come on, let's get together and change the world. And people say, but, but, but Ted, Ted, I haven't got this, I haven't got this, I haven't got this. God says, you don't need things. What you need is the word. So watch this. None of you are now disadvantaged because you've got the We can access the word through our phone, through our iPads, through, through YouTube even. Because that's where we got our channel on. Um, <laughs> but God says this. Is you see an emptiness and people go, What's the, what do I need to do? God says, you need the word. You're sick, you need the word. I'm financially broke, you need a word. See, what we're doing that is we're looking for people to help us when God has given us his word to help us. So where are you lacking? My, my relationship, the word. People think, oh, Ted, you're being simple. C come on, think about it. That is such a, Ooh, I almost said the S word. How can that be simple when God says there's nothing there, I speak it, and there it is? What's simple about that? What's simple about where God goes, there's darkness, and now there is light? What is so simple that I am dead, but now I am alive? See, we, we, 
the satanic tells us you're being simple, you're not being real. But I'll tell you what, the, the greatest reality is the Word of God. Because the Bible says reality started in the beginning, God. And then God says this, the same breath that I use is now in you. Ecclesiastes 12 I think it's verse 7 says this, when a man dies, his breath goes back to God. Ooh. So God says this, every one of you have the breath of God in you. Look at Isaiah 59, verses 19. I love it. The reason I picked this, uh, this translation, because in the West... I love it. God starts with us first before the eastern suburbs. For, for, those, um, for those of you who are watching with me right now in the eastern suburbs, what in the flip are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of emails after this. Um, in the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the, earth, in the east, they will glorify him. For he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. You know what God is saying? Let me loose into any area and watch me what I will do for you. Let me loose. Well, how do I do that, Mr. Fabiani? Easy. Let the word out. So. I've got, this is what, let me just write down what I said. Isaiah is saying when God shows up in a situation, it is unstoppable power of the Spirit that is with him. Unstoppable. You see, the Word of God, I wrote this down so that I wouldn't forget, is not reasonable, logical, or natural. It is God. See, the Word of God doesn't dwell on the problem. It dwells on the solution. And right now, you and I, we have the breath of God. And you need to engage your voice and your lungs. You need to speak it out. Um. Isn't it easy? You, you know, because once we were dead, now we're alive. When we were dead, right, the easiest thing to do is to be negative. How many of you had to be taught to be negative? Isn't it amazing? The moment things are bad, what do you want to say? It, so, Pastor Silva and I were talking about this. People say negative things like, like in prayer. Sometimes we pray negativity. Oh God, it's not working. God, I tried it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Guess what you're doing? You know, like what Pastor Suvai said, right? He's the Lord of your confession. It's not working, fine, let it not work. See, what, what we do, look, let, let me just, most of you might not heard this, this is for those that are new. I learned this working in the business world. 
part of, part of the things that I was involved with, we had to, I was, um, if, the mach, if a production line stopped and it was an electrical problem, that was my job. I had to go and fix it. And there were times where you tried everything logically and you couldn't get the machine going. So you know what I used to do? I used to lay my hands on the machine and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to work. Now, you don't find that in a manual. <laughs> I, I, I went to school, and they taught me. You start with this point. You test this, you test this, you test. You do all of these things to get to where you want to go. That's what they taught me. No one taught me. Go behind so no one sees you so you don't look too ridiculous. Lay your hands on the machine and go, in Jesus' name. I'll give you another one. We, uh, my I, I get this phone call from a company that has a couple of kilometers of conveyor belts. And, okay, we're talking 1980s, right? We couldn't even spell electronics then, okay? And, uh, and, and I said, what we want is we want to be able to stop every conveyor belt from any position. So I rang up companies and I said, there's nothing on the market. So one day, I, I really feel to go to this shop to get have lunch. So as, as I'm walking there, there's a sailing shop, you know, for, for sailing boats and things like that, it was rigging and all of that stuff. And God says to me, go inside. I go, dear Jesus, I am hungry. The flesh is weary. Uh, what am I going to do in a sailing shop? They'll probably walk in and go, you want a boat? I, 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 I suppose so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love to see your sails. Oh, man, I, I just love sales. I just want to buy one for my living room. I, I go in there, and I walk, and God says, do it. So I obeyed. And then I saw this ringing, rigging that you had. Uh, you could put a string through it, and you could go along, and you could go around corners and all that. And all of a sudden, clicked. Ted, you can do that on that conveyor. It's never been done before, okay? But What happened? The supernet, there was a word of God that came in. Okay, give you, uh, can I give you one last one? Beck, uh, I went into one place where we needed to put uh, an electrician in full time. And uh, everybody else was quoting then $15 an hour. I quoted $46 an hour. This, and I just really felt to do it. And I, I walk in. And I'm seeing the electrical engineer, and he goes to me like this. Hey, Ted. I go, yeah. Yours is the most expensive, ridiculous hourly rate that we have seen. I go, that's a good start. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> I maybe didn't hear properly. Uh, and, and he goes, but we really like you, so we're going to give it to you. So I go, home, I go back to, to tell my manager, and he's going, we love your God. <laughs> But what I'm saying is this, is that God made the natural earth to respond to the supernatural voice of God. And you are supernatural. You're supernatural. God designed prosperity to work by the word. You don't need two jobs. What you need is the word of God. See, what, what, see, 
In 2000, because what's happening is this, the system of the world is failing. They're running out of ideas. Every time, everything wants to put you into debt, and God's saying this, you cannot survive any longer on the world system. You need to have the kingdom system. And the kingdom system is the word of God. Watch this. When John started to talk about the life and the ministry of Jesus, he started, in the beginning was that? What was he saying? That the kingdom of God now has come and everything will be done through the word. What people are doing by effort, you can do by the word. That is why a lot of people go, Ted, I enjoyed your message. I hope you don't enjoy my message. I hope you believe it. God said it this way. Don't, don't only be hearers of the word, but be ye doers. A hearer says, nice message. A doer says, Ted, I'm putting it into action. So if you're married on the way home, hey, gorgeous. <laughs> you, you, I, am so, I am so betting above my average. Get up in the morning. My wife satisfies me in every area. My husband shaves every now and again. No, no, no. But you see what we'll see? You start to put it into practice. You start to speak it. So now what you're going to do is you're going to, this week, and we're going to deal with it more. But just to give you a little glimpses of what you're going to receive next week. Everything that you have been robbed in is coming back to you. Let me show you how you're robbed. If you've ever been sick, you have been robbed. How? Number one, you, you took up somebody else's time to care for you. Number two, it robbed you of your finances because you had to get medicine. Number three, it slowed you down to the progress of your vision. In every area in your life, God wants to restore you. Now watch this. Why is it careful? We're going to start with restoration. The reason we start with restoration is because you can't get blessed until you've been restored. So if I've lost $10,000 and I pray, oh, oh, God bless me, I am only getting back what I lost. I'm not adding. Hello? So I'm here to tell you that we're entering a season globally in the kingdom of God where God is supernaturally restoring and then blessing. Number two, number two this is what's going to happen to us. We're entering a time of acceleration. What used to take years can take now months. Do you realize, let me just show you one thing that Pastor Sula and I have been talking about. How many of you ever had this thought, and we're going to come to close for in a moment, if I had only known that? Yeah, you know what, Sula and I, oh, sorry, Pastor Sula and I, I'm just speaking the word, <laughs> is that we've been married for this coming next month, in two months, 40 years. That's good. Give the woman a clap. 
And um, things that I know now, I didn't know back then. I thought Jesus was coming back. <laughs> so I thought the first, what do you want to, my, my thinking was, Jesus is going to come back. What do I want to do? I want to get married. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there. All right. But then I said this, when I started to do this, and God said to me, Ted, what did you miss out on because of your lack of knowledge? And I says, heaps. And he says, why don't you ask me for it back? Remember this. The word of God is unreasonable. You know, some, some of the things that we do, we, we're kind of reasonable. Dear Jesus, I, I want a car. I'd like it to start in the mornings. Yeah, and, 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 and would be really good on those really hot days that the cooling thing works. And, 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 and Lord, I'd really love it that it stops as well, okay? You know what? We've been taught how to be reasonable. I, I tell you what, we've got to get out of being reasonable. You, you mean to tell me that, I've, that for 40 years you could have had all of this and you didn't and you missed out? No, no, God, I want it back. I, this, this, it's going to take a while to get us into this, right? But it's this. It's you've got to ask for the unreasonable. God is unreasonable. God says the whole earth is filled with my glory. That's unreasonable. He, he comes up to the ocean and he goes, Moses, how are we going to cross this? You're going to cross it on dry land. Unreasonable, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Moses, just, just water, wet, Sink, drown, bye-bye. God says, no, no, ask for the unreasonable. Let cross over on dry land. Let me tell you something else that's unreasonable. That you're dead and God speaks words into you and you receive his word and you go from being dead to being alive. That's unreasonable. Let's do another unreasonable. There's a thief on Jesus' side. And, and, and all he does is go, Jesus, remember me. Like, I, get out of here. You've done something wrong. You're being punished. And Jesus goes, no problems. Unreasonable. Let's go on a little bit more. Paul, let's talk about somebody unreasonable. This guy is going around, killing men and women, separating families, and God says, I want to do something unreasonable in the kingdom. I'm going to take the worst and make him the best. Unreasonable. That's unreasonable. I, I messed up my life. I, I want it all back. Unreasonable. See, what's going to get us at the end is we're thinking reasonable. Okay, I am going to stop. Everybody say amen. What? No, no, we're not. We're going back. I want you to go back to slide one. No, 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 no. The Ruah, the Spirit of God in my lungs. Now, what are you going to do? Worship is this, like David said, in what area are you not thriving? There is a word. So watch this now as we come to an end. It's not about how good you are. It's how good the Word of God is in you. Let me clarify that so that we don't mess it up. 
the word of God doesn't ask you how good you are. It says, just release me, release me, release me, release me. How do I release the word of God? I speak it. So what we're gonna do now is you're gonna get your book, iPad, whatever you're doing, is where have you been robbed and we as a family are going to go after it. That means as a church, when we get together on a Sunday, people say, what are you doing? We're, we're not only are we going further, but we're taking back what was lost. Now, just, just so that you clarify that you don't think I'm being out of the school in another world, the Bible said this, when a thief is found out, he has to repay sevenfold. I, I'm not, this is, it's the word of God. God says this, when restoration is made, it's never on the same amount. So God says this, if you've had $10 stolen from you, I'll give you back 100 so some of you will be, some of you will probably go, I'm really glad the thief came and stole from me. <laughs> I really did well. But we're entering a phase of the supernatural because Jesus is coming back for a supernatural kingdom, not a reality kingdom. Jesus is not coming back for a church that is struggling to make ends meet, but he's coming to a church that's ruling and reigning. And I'm here to tell you that you've got the breath of God in you. And if, you, if you're watching online, you can get saved. The way you get the breath of God isn't you receive God. So what we're going to do now, I want to challenge you. Number one, as your pastor. Number two, as a family member of the kingdom of God, we want to extend the word. Let the word out. Write it out. Read it. Look, I, whatever you do, start quoting the word. Just start speaking the word. You know what? Let me give you how simple it is. Jesus. I heard, I heard this story. There was a man, he had complications. They took him to a hospital and they're trying to revive him. And, uh, and they, you know, they're, they're trying to revive him. And finally, right, they, they said, he's out. So they said, he's gone. They covered him up. And this is, what, this is his testimony. He says that he was like dropping and it was getting darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. And, he's, and he was still conscious. And he's going, what was that song that we sang in Sunday school? And, and, and he's getting darker and now he's, he says he's panicking. And then he says, I remember, he said, Jesus loves the moment he said, Jesus loves me, he sprung back to life. Just the name of Jesus. Just the name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus over my sickness. Jesus over my poverty. Jesus over my marriage. You see, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Come on, stand with me. Come on. Lift up your hands. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we speak your name. The breath of God is in us, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just release us. Father, I release the canopy as forsaken. Father, we break it. We rent all the stuff of us. And Father, we are going to speak into every situation. Right now, Jesus, over your marriage. 
Jesus over your finances. Jesus over your business. Jesus over your car, your house, your mortgage. In the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, this is the last day we live in lack. This is the last day I am poor. This is the last day I am depressed. This is the last day I am sick. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, come on, let's say the name. Come on, let's say the name. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, come on. Lunch can wait. Jesus, Jesus, move in me. Jesus, move in my family. Jesus, I want it all back. I want it all back. I want it all back. Jesus, we want it back even though we were the cause of losing it. Father, we want it all back because we made the mistake, but we still want it back. Father, I lift up every household right now that you would speak to them in every area where the enemy has had workings in and reverse it right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you that we have entered into a brand new realm, into a brand new season, into a brand new life. And Father, we're not going back. Father, today is a brand new day. Today, we're going to move in like we've never moved before. In Jesus' name. Before Pastor Sulay comes, let's give Jesus, let's bless Him. So what we're doing for 30 seconds, I want you to give Him your best praise. Give Him your best breath. Give Him your best breath. For 30 seconds, let's give our Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Father.